From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. So what do Joplin's The Entertainer, Gal- Galliarda from the Renaissance, Black Sabbath's She's Gone and Beethoven's Furelise, and the James Bond fame all have in common? That would be Michael Lucarelli. <laughs> He's our guest today, an exceptionally talented classical guitarist and composer. He's been performing throughout the U.S. for more than 30 years, and there does seem to be a general consens- consensus about what his exceptional talent with people the world over actually means. And we're going to be talking about lots of comments from YouTube videos from all around the world, totaling more than 20 million views. And remember, folks, we're talking 20 million views for a classical guitarist. I just don't think that happens every day. Needless to say, we're thrilled he's here in studio to perform for us. And in just a minute, we'll talk about how he discovered the classical guitar and how he went on to earn both an undergraduate and graduate degree in guitar performance, as well as the 11 albums he's released. But first, how about a performance? We're going to hear a tango, Verano Porteño, from Buenos Aires Summer by Astor Piazzolla. This was written in 65, originally incidental music for a play called Melanita de Oro.
Michael Lucarelli performing a version of Astor Piazzolla's Verano Porteño, adapted for classical guitar. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You're listening to Highway 89. I've never spent a summer in Buenos Aires, but I was mentally taking the trip there with you, Michael, as you played that. Beautifully I, done. I do it every time I play it. I've never <laughs> been there either. Maybe that's part of the point of this music, is to transport you. Exactly. That's what I would think. Well, we are so glad you're here. I understand you began playing guitar like a lot of folks do, picking up an electric and learning the songs of the day. I was. I was uh, in Ohio, living in Ohio. I was born in Cincinnati, and uh, I think Led Zeppelin was the band on TV, and I saw them and had to go play the guitar after that. And, uh, but I understand that you did make the switch to classical partly because of radio. Is that true? It is exactly true. At, um, I, was, you know, I moved to Salt Lake when I was 18 and uh-huh. got a job at Sperry Univac. I was a rocker at that time, and... Uh, on my way home from work, you know, I was scanning the stations, and your station came on, and and I was open-minded enough to say, "Well, I'll give this a chance and just listen to it." <laughs> and uh, and then this piece, right when I came home, there was a piece by John or John William was playing a piece by Albanius uh, Asturias. Some people mm. call it Leyenda, and I heard that, and I just my mouth was my jaw dropped, and I uh, just couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I started taking lessons from um, a guy from Peru who just uh, moved here. He, uh, I think, met a girl on a mission. I think his wife was on a mission in Peru. and So I have a, I have a close connection to Peruvians, too, because if it wasn't for him, he really, really influenced me a lot. And you didn't just stop with learning a few new tunes in the style. You actually went on to get a Bachelor of Music from the U of U, and you got your Master's in Guitar Performance from the University of Arizona. Yeah. So you've been, you have learned the whole gamut. Well... Yeah, and, and that was an accident. How, why I'm even doing this, that was a total accident. I was going into the special. I was going into the Marines. Mm-hmm. I was uh, studying full contact karate. I, um, so useful in guitar playing. Well, you know, I got, I got divorced back then, you know, a long time ago. And I, um, and I was still taking lessons from this guy from Peru for five years. I studied with him every week. But I was doing full contact karate, and, uh, and I just wanted me to go into the military for some strange reason. And, uh, and I was 25 and I'd worked at Spare Univac for almost nine years. And uh, my roommate who was an ex Navy basically talked me out of it, but it put me in this limbo state. Now what do I do? And this inner voice said, study music. And everything just kind of fell into place. I went to a, a, a flamenco concert of Paco Pena and this guitarist, Milt Jensen, who was teaching at the University of Utah. He was there, and he had heard me play, and he goes, I have a scholarship for you if you... And, he, and I had just made that decision that week, so I just kind of looked up in the... Serendipity. Exactly. Interesting. How, and we want to mention that Ricardo Linarius. Is that his name? Yeah. The Peruvian guitarist. Yeah. You have 11 different albums, maybe even more since we, we've been <laughs> reading about you, but you've done albums from the Renaissance, the Romantic Era, the Beatles, Christmas albums. What's yeah. the next plan? Well, I'm working on an original CD now, all original music. And, and I'm really, that's what I'm going to focus on for the rest of my life. I, uh, I should have been composing more, but I was, you know, making a living, playing and do, learning all this other cool music like Beatles. And, uh, but right now it seems like I'm just, that's all I want to do is compose and just write. And uh, just so if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, let's hear his music. Yes, we're going to hear some originals yeah, in the second half. And that's kind of tricky. You know, I was at a concert. I pay attention. You know, there was a guy from uh, Europe at one of the Guitar Society concerts in Salt Lake. And, and this guy played like three of his originals. And, uh, 
And this guy, well, he really thinks highly of himself. <laughs> but that was funny, you know. And then that when you're performing your original, you know that's the kind of um, you know feedback or energy you're going to get from an audience. And it's unfortunate because you know reason so many kids love pop music because it's so creative. Mm. And somewhere along the line, classical musicians stopped stressing composition. And, you know, and, and when I was in, in the undergraduate, there was a, his, a theory teacher who was not the best teacher, only lasted one year, but he ran out of time teaching his modern theory, contemporary theory. So he says, write a piece of any instrument of your choice. And I go, you know, I was studying about all these composers, not people who performed. And I was, that was when one of my first pieces kind of came out. And that, so We're he glad wrote, he ran out of material. Yeah. <laughs> so you could discover that. We're going to hear a, another couple of pieces. Well, you go ahead and take your place. We're going to be hearing from Michael Lucarelli performing two very famous pieces by famous composers. The first one, uh, Franz Schubert, not known for being a big writer for the guitar, but more for orchestra and for smaller ensembles. But we're going to hear this version of Ave Maria.
Franz Schubert's Ave Maria arranged there and performed on classical guitar by our guest today, Michael Lucarelli. It's so beautiful, Michael, to hear you play this. So we're going to play one more number here before we speak with Michael. But a piece like that, I could picture that either just by the hearth or hear it in a big, glorious cathedral at Christmas time, just letting the sound echo something about the intimacy of that instrument. Gorgeous to hear you play today. Uh, Michael Lucarelli was a finalist in the Norman Scholin Guitar Competition. He's made lots of radio and television appearances, including CBS's Touched by an Angel. He's twice received an individual artist grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. And we're going to hear one more piece by one of the early greats of classical guitar composition, Francisco Tarrega will listen to La Paloma. Francisco Tarraga's La Paloma for classical guitar, performed live by Michael Lucarelli. I think it's so interesting that guitar, you've just reminded me with your performance here, Michael, that the guitar, it can do all of the elements. You've got, it's like having a bass, a rhythm section, the inner voices, as well as the melody. It really does it all. Andre Segovia really phrased it the the best, where he said it's like a small orchestra in your lap. (laughs) Because the only instrument you really compete with, other than the harp, 
and it's kind of in between a piano and a guitar is the piano. Um, yeah, but try but a carrying piano, a piano around. Exactly. But a piano, you can't change the color <laughs> at all. And you can't do more than one note. You can only play one note on a piano. But a guitar, you can play that same note like four different places. Mm. And, but by moving your, you know, your right hand in yeah. different places, you can change the color. And bending the strings and vibrato. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, harmonics. And much. Now, music is not your only creative endeavor, though. I understand that you started painting. Um, yeah, that was really when I was, I was on my path as a, uh, con doing like the concert scene that's, and I, um, got divorced. I guess it's okay to talk about that on a, on a radio program. And, um, and I, I started painting, which was cool because that really just opened up a whole new window for my imagination. And now I think my, the stuff that I'm writing on the guitar is definitely influenced by that. Everything happens for a reason. But anyway, I just kind of changed course and started painting. Well, you said earlier that classical music, sometimes the performers have gotten in this mindset that somehow these pieces just appeared and that we play them. And the idea of writing your own has been lost. And you definitely switched over at some point to, to be, being the writer of new works. And I, I, we're going to hear all originals for these next few pieces uh, the rest of the show. So I'm very excited about this. But yeah. I'm just curious, what is it? Obviously, we don't have to ask the old music or lyrics first question <laughs> to you. But do you have a title or an image in mind? Or do you start with the music and then that tells you what the image is. You know, is. It usually it's, it's a lot of times it'll just come. So the piece, I have no time to think of a title. It just happens, you know, like Prayer for the Dead that people seem to love, you know. And I, I just wrote it and titled it. I looked up at my wife and I go, what do you think, Prayer for the Dead? Because some, if you're lucky, and I've been lucky a lot, where they'll just come through you like a, like a, like you sneeze and it's gone, it's through you. <laughs> the, the notes are there. And, uh, and I titled it Prayer for the Dead. And then it, it, but I didn't even think about it that that tsunami happened the day before in 230,000 or 280 or something I, like that. Thousand your people subconscious died. Is, is working on it for you. Yeah, I think so, you got uh, that. But that one, it just felt like a, it was very prayerful, and I just titled that, mm. but then made the connection. Well, intru introduce this next one. You called it Red Sky. Yeah, I, I started that um, last summer. I was playing a wedding at uh, Red Bee Gardens, and I came up with this ideal, and I, video, I took my iPhone out and just recorded it before I started this gig. And um, then the next day, I had a gig at um, Sky Lodge, and I had another ideal came from that, I, and... Uh, so I, I wrote it out over the next week or two. That one didn't come really fast. That one I had to work on a little bit. So anyway, I called it Red Sky. So Let's hear this. This is a Red Sky, two different pieces by, uh, well, two different sections as it began, and then later put together by Michael Lucarelli. And we're very excited to be featuring original tunes from him. We'll hear several more after this. Also, you might want to Google this man on YouTube. We'll get to his videos in just a minute, but... Uh, you're going to be surprised, the variety. We'll talk more about that after these pieces. This is Michael Lucarelli performing Red Sky.
Red Sky, an original piece written by and performed by Michael Lucarelli. And you can find sheet music for Michael Lucarelli's music. It's on his website, michaellucarelli.com. Michael has performed at the St. Regis Resort, the Weston La Paloma, the Ritz-Carlton, Waldorf Astoria, and the Sundance Resort. What a great place to listen to music. We're going to hear one more original here before we talk again. This is a piece by Michael called Starting Over.
That's starting over an original composition by Michael Lucarelli, performed live here by the composer here on Highway 89. Michael, I love that in the middle of that, I really felt the starting over, this new impetus, and at least to my ear, fading yeah. off, riding off into the sunset, off to a new future. Yeah, that was a special piece for me. It happened under a strange circumstance, and it, you know, I wrote that all of those notes came out like in 15 minutes. Just, <laughs> everything was on, happened so fast. You know, I really didn't write that. It just came right through me. You have but, put out videos of your performance online, and there has been a huge... Could you even have imagined 20 I couldn't million have, I views? Couldn't have imagined, I still can't imagine it. I still... It's hard I to mean, imagine. even your mom couldn't watch that many times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be other people. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah I, I do the stats. Every, evidently, every nation, pretty much every nation in the world I get viewed from every month. And not only watching, but leaving meaningful comments, thousands of them. We could not even read through them all. We, we read through maybe 100. Oh, you did? Comments. Oh, and we pulled out some of our favorites. Some some people have, I don't want to call it shallow, but it's just sort of there on, a little more on the surface yeah. saying, I think he looks like Steven Spielberg That's and Steve it. Yeah, Jobs. And those are the together. two. Those are the two. I, evidently, I look like that, you know. And in the early days, if anybody said something bad about my plane, I, I took that off at the very, you know, right? but I quickly stopped doing that. Because I just let them have their opinions, and um, only if they do something really derogatory against somebody, you know. Uh-huh. As long as they don't swear, it's anything really, you know. Well, if it helps our listeners get an image, you're, you're all dressed in black with a black beret. You you cut a striking image, and uh, another other people ask about filming, and you have a place you love to film. I've seen the Salt Flats in several of yeah, these. Yeah, that was with David Perry Films. He just did such a beautiful video of that one. Um, and talk about your blank canvas to paint on. Yeah, that was have a, that. And, of course, lots of people just have to write in and say how much they love your music. Your version of Malaguena. Uh, one person named Marat said, still listening to this over and over again. Someone named Helen said, wow, I'm dumbstruck, in awe, in love. Boy, yeah. talk about your fans. Some of them are funny. Some of them are inspirational. <laughs> you know, the one that I was, I was telling Jackie before we went on the air is that I that just stuck with me as a, he goes, "My sister died last week. Thank you for helping me get through that." And uh, that inspires you. It inspires me to want to do more. We're going to Bryce Canyon to shoot some videos next week. I try to find, uh, you know, a lot of guitars. I've noticed they'll just do them in their house. But mm-hmm. I figure if I'm going to do this, let's just bring in nature and something beautiful, like the, you know, the Cathedral of the Madeline. And um, just so I try to look for beautiful places. Now it's kind of fun just to go scout around, and I'm hoping to get to Hawaii soon to do that. <laughs> I've never been to Hawaii. Believe you have it to or write not. a special piece for that. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you'll that go there and be good. write the special piece. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that comment. That was actually quite touching from the lady you mentioned. A couple others that were uh, had some real depth to them. One from a war vet. He said, you're still my favorite artist out there right now. You seem to be the only person who can calm down my PTSD and depression. Oh, see, that's just amazing. What a comment. It is. It just... And someone named Candy saying, every string is touching the soul. That's awesome. And one of our favorites, this is just this little interchange between you, because evidently you do answer back. This was a young man uh, named Daffa. I don't know where in the world he lives, but he says, Michael, I hope to be as good as you someday. And you said, you will be. <laughs> nice feedback. That's very meaningful. And, and, and speaking of comments, this piece that I'm going to play next, it's... Uh... It, it shows you how we're all connected, and you, and you don't even know it. That movie with Jimmy Stewart, What a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really, this this happened to me on this piece. Somebody left a comment. They go, you should play this piece by Fernando Sor. And uh, he left the title. And, I, of course, you know, I searched on YouTube because I knew somebody would be playing it. And I, I listened to maybe 10 seconds of it. And 
and I got a little inspired by it, and I just said to myself, why don't I just go compose a piece? You know, kind of in that style. Yeah, it was from the yeah. classical period where the guitar began, and so I went in my living room, sat down, and this piece just came out, and, and he's responsible. And I, you know, you lose track of who leave these comments, and I didn't... Uh, he doesn't even know he wrote this. Well, I didn't write that. He really wrote this. He just <laughs> because he was the impetus. He was, yeah. He just started it, and I, uh, I just happened to be the vehicle and wrote it down on paper. Well, let's hear this piece. It's called Rondo. We'll let you go ahead and take your place. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned Fernando Sor. Some uh, some said of him in his day that he both created and filled the need for classical guitar in London back in his day because no one had really known what you could do with a guitar. He showed up and suddenly he was the hot thing and everyone had to hear him. And so he had a nice career touring around. Glad he was the inspiration here for someone who does quite a bit of touring and, and uh, videos. This is Rondo by Michael Lucarelli.
That's Rondo, performed in studio by the man who wrote it, Michael Lucarelli. That concludes this edition of Highway 89. Michael Lucarelli, thank you so much for coming in and playing for us today. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thanks. When you are playing somewhere and you have an audience that maybe has heard you play before, and they they know some of the the traditional pieces you played and some of the your originals, do you have favorite requests? Are there two or three that people always ask for? Uh, and classical gas. <laughs> <laughs> those seem to be the two. And I didn't play those, in, you know, for years because I was a you know classical musician. Plus, they're. But you know, I uh, I learned them when the economy crashed, and I I was did favorites, the CD favorites, and that's when I put tunes on that people love, like Malaganya. So I had to come up with an arrangement. So that's when I wrote those, and then they ended up being two of my favorite pieces, and people people love them. Yeah, you got to make the people happy. Yeah. Thank you. We love to hear also from you, our listeners. You can follow our show on Instagram and Twitter at BYUH89. And you never have to miss an episode. Listen on demand at your leisure via the show's website, byuradio.org slash highway89. I do want to mention the website again for Michael Lucarelli. It's michaellucarelli.com, L-U-C-A. R-E-L-L-I. And I love that it's not just recordings and videos, but you also go to the effort, and I know it's effort, to do sheet music. I do, yeah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.